Welcome. We are glad you have chosen to join us for today's message from Luke chapter 1, verse 5. Today, Pastor Tim shares a message entitled, Three Wise Women. Pastor Tim states, We've often heard the assumption of three wise men. We even have three wise men in our nativity scenes. But did you know that there are three wise women in the story of Christmas? Let's take a look at each one found in Luke's Gospel and see what it is that made them so wise. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. Thank you very much. You can be seated. Glad that you're here today. I hope you have your Bible with me. Take it and turn with me to Luke, chapter number 1. We've been working our way through the Gospel of Luke, but we have saved these first couple of chapters uh, for this very time of year. And so uh, Luke, chapter number 1, is where we're going to be today. We have often heard about the wise men, and we assume that there were three of them, the three wise men who came uh, somewhere maybe two years after Jesus was born, uh, when Jesus was a little toddler and living in a house at that particular point. And so we often hear about them, but I want to share with you today a message about the three wise women. And you know that they weren't with the three wise men because they would have made them stop and ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> they still would have been two years late, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but that's not the part of the story that we're looking at today. In fact, in the Christmas story, there are three women that are mentioned, and they are indeed wise. We got a lot of passage to cover today, so I just want to dig straight into there. If you're in Luke chapter number one, let's begin in verse number five. Verse number 5, we're introduced this way. It says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. The first woman I want to talk to you about today is Elizabeth. Elizabeth was indeed a wise woman. And I would say it this way, if you're keeping up in your notes, Elizabeth was wise enough to stand. To stand, to stand firm, to stand her ground, to stand in her place. And we'll see that as we go along. Here we're introduced to Elizabeth in these opening verses. One of the things that we learn about her is that not only is her husband a priest, but she is of the priestly line as well, coming specifically from the line of Aaron. She is a PW, we would say. She is the priest's wife. I call Dina the PW. She's the preacher's wife. And uh, the little PK, she didn't have any PKs though, did she, according to verse number 7. There wasn't any that were there. But it reminds me a little bit of Dina. It reminds me a little bit of our own story. You know, when we came here in 2000, that, uh, that second, I guess, first kind, kind of time around, that next um, summer, we, uh, we were able to stand and say, hey, Dina's pregnant. Man, and y'all went crazy, you know? Remember that? It was, it was amazing the, the way that you responded to us, you know? 
the way that you took care of Dina during those days and just excited for her and wanting to be around her and talk to her and help her and all of those different kinds of things. In fact, on the day that Juliana was born, a lot of you were there, you know? Uh, Dina's doctors were in Thomaston, and we didn't, you know, we hadn't been here long enough for her to find doctors here, and she felt more comfortable going back to Thomaston. So that's where uh, that's where Juliana was born, and a bunch of you went all the way over there that day uh, to the hospital and were there when she was born, and we got ready to come out. In fact, uh, Dina, when she was being wheeled out, you know, they had taken Juliana to um, to the incubator. Uh, she'd had a little bit of problem, and so uh, took her in there, and they were wheeling Dina out um, on that stretcher and, uh, or on that little bed. And Dina told the nurse, she said, stop, wait. And, uh, and, and the lady was like, what? You know what's wrong? And she said, that group down there, <laughs> she said, that's my church family. Is everything covered up? <laughs> you were there. I mean, you, the, Juliana was almost as much your child as she was ours. You know, we, we used to say our job is to take her to church and make sure that we take her home. That, that's all. You know, you just hand her off when you get there and somebody's going to take care of her uh, for the rest of the time. When I begin to look at the story of Elizabeth, I think back to those times because I imagine that the synagogue that day or the temple there was much like our church here. Elizabeth, the Bible says, was advanced in age. I'm not going to say anything about Dina at that point. She was advanced in age, and she was having this baby, and they were thrilled. You know, they are thrilled. We're going to see it later on in the story. They're all still there. When, when John gets born, man, they're there, and they're wanting to help. They're wanting to name him. They're wanting to do everything for her. It reminds me about how close... Those relationships really are. You know, and sometimes in those close relationships, you just expect everything to be, I hate to use the word, but normal, right? This was no ordinary pregnancy. And John was going to be no ordinary child. God was doing something extraordinary in their life. And part of that had to do with who Elizabeth was. Not just the fact of her own lineage, that she was a daughter of the, of the, of the, of the great prophet Aaron. But that it says there in verse number 6 that both of them, Elizabeth and Zechariah, both of them were righteous before God. They walked in all of his commandments and ordinances, and concerning those things, they were blameless. This is a woman who knows the Lord. This is a woman who hears from the Lord. This is a woman who, even unlike her priest husband, is going to find out what God is doing in her life and through her life, and just let him. She's not, she's not going to balk about it. She's not going to question it. She's just going to let God do what God wants to do in her life. Let's skip down through the story just a little bit. Go with me to verse number 24. In verse number 24, the Bible says, After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself five months, saying, The Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me 
to take away my reproach from among men. You know, whether it's fair, whether it's not fair, the people of her day was much like the people of today. If a husband and wife have been married for a very long time, and they don't have any children, people begin to look at them strange, don't they? Why don't you have children? What's, what's wrong with you? Something must be wrong. And that's the way that they felt about Elizabeth and felt about ladies in those days. If they did not have children, then they weren't blessed of the Lord. Even though the Bible says that she was righteous and blameless and obedient, still they felt like her relationship with God was not strong. And yet it was. This child is going to be a great reward for her. But the circumstances of his birth are so strange. They're so different. It's Zechariah's turn. You see, the priest in those days, according to that household, would take one week, one week, uh, and, and serve in the temple. They would have to do that twice during the year. And then there were three weeks during that year where all of the different teams would come together and they would all serve. So really, there are only about five weeks during the year that, Elijah, or that Zechariah would have been serving in the temple the way that he is at this particular point. Yet when he goes into that Holy of Holies, he is in there, and he's in there, and he's in there so long, they begin to wonder, what's wrong with him? What's happening in there? What's happening is he's meeting with the Lord. And the angel of the Lord has appeared to him and told him that he's going to have a son. And Zechariah doesn't believe it. And he says, oh yeah, you're going to have a son. And just to show you what's what, he took his tongue away from him. Took his speech away from him. Zechariah could not speak one word when he left out of that temple. He began to gesture, the Bible says, to people to try to tell them what had gone on. And nobody really understands just the fact that something had happened between him and the Lord. And they knew that he had been with God. It's amazing when you spend time with the Lord, that people around you sense that as well. <laughs> I will say that that was a mighty good gift that God gave to Zechariah to take his speech away from him because with a pregnant wife, there ain't nothing he could say that was right anyway. So anyway, Elizabeth and John, uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah, now it's time for this baby to be born. Skip down with me to verse number 39 for just a minute, if you will. Let's go there. She's pregnant. Mary has now received news that she is pregnant as well. And the Bible says, now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is something that we've really not seen very much of at this point. We know that the Holy Spirit is present and we know we see, uh, we see opportunities in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit would come upon a person, anoint them, and give them great power for a great task. But Zechariah was told that the Spirit of God would live inside of this baby from the very day of his conception. We see Elizabeth now being filled with the Spirit, something that we're not going to be aware of until much later in the New Testament. 
So this is a woman that is greatly uh, gifted with wisdom. But it's not because of her years of experience. It's because of her walk with God. That's why you read in the book of James and the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, to ask God for it and He will give to you liberally and without reproach. If you want wisdom, ask God for wisdom. Wisdom's always going to begin with Him. It begins with the fear of God, doesn't it? And Elizabeth's got it in spades. She is, she is so filled with the Spirit that she is simply following what God has called her to do. Mary comes in and this baby now leaps in her womb. Look, if you will, in verse number 42. Then she, that's Elizabeth, spoke out with a loud voice and said to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord... Listen, you want to talk about somebody who is so filled with the Spirit and so in touch with the Lord that they understand more than what anybody else around them understands. She understands that that baby inside of Mary is the Lord. That is the Lord. Why the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Further confirmation to Mary. What a miraculous, wonderful woman that Elizabeth had to be. But to come to a point to say that Elizabeth was wise enough to stand her ground is what we see in this next passage. Skip down with me to verse number 57. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. Reminds me of what happened with us. And so it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zechariah. So, so you get the picture. On the eight days, they come by. It's a boy. They're supposed to circumcise him according to the law. And it's at that time that they are to give him his name. Zechariah can't speak. He still can't speak. He hasn't spoken for nine months and he's not speaking today either. Not up to this point. And so it's the family and the friends that are there. And they say, hey, Elizabeth, you don't worry about this. We'll take care of this. Call him Zecharias. We're going to name him after his dad. Right? He's going to be junior at that point. Look at verse number 60. His mother answered and said, no, his name will be John. His name will be called John. And they said to her, there's no one among your relatives who's called by this name. In other words, Elizabeth don't know what she's talking about. I mean, she just had a baby. She, she's still in shock. Don't listen to that thing about John. Just name the baby Zacharias. And Elizabeth continues simply to say no. And look who comes to the rescue now. They made signs to his father what he would have been called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote saying... His name is John. 
and they all marveled. Look at this. Don't miss this word in verse 64. Immediately, immediately at his obedience, immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. Then fear came upon all who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. This child's going to be the forerunner. But he would not have been called John the Baptist, would he? If it hadn't been for mom. If it hadn't been for Elizabeth. Standing her ground. I don't know how it was in your family when you had children. And you decided how you were going to name your children. What you were going to name them. Whether your family was in agreement with that or not. You know it comes to a point though to where you just decide. I know what I want to name this child. And I want to name them what I want to name them. Right? Many of you know my dad. My dad is Odell. He is Odell Jones Jr. My dad wanted me to be Odell Jones III. Thank God for a godly woman, mother, who says no. His name is going to be Tim. You know, I appreciate that. And I appreciate Elizabeth standing her ground. Listen, there are going to be times when you need wisdom to stand your ground. When you know, you've spent time with the Lord. You know what God has said to you. You know what you're supposed to do. And no matter what anybody else says, no matter what anybody else does, you are determined to be obedient to the Lord. It's that kind of standing firm. That's the wisdom that we look forward to. That's the kind of wisdom that we want to pass along to our children. We want our children to be able to stand up against peer pressure. We want our children to be able to stand for truth. We want our children to walk with God. The best place for that to begin is when it begins in the home with a godly mom and a godly dad who listens to the Lord and does what He tells them to do no matter what. In this passage, the angel told, Zechariah is told, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Don't you want that for your children, for your grandchildren? He will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Man, I wish I could get that across to every parent. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. What a great man. What a great mom. Elizabeth was wise enough to stand. Join us tomorrow for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Three Wise Women. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.